Welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Certified Financial Planner Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth LLC. In this podcast, we help individuals and couples plan for a peaceful and enjoyable retirement. Join us on this journey where we explore the importance of simplifying the retirement planning process as Stephen, with his years of experience and expertise in retirement income planning, along with guest experts, will help you achieve first wisdom, then wealth. And don't forget to check out the Simplify Your Retirement online course and other great resources at SimplifyYourRetirement.com. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Simplify Your Retirement with Stephen Strickland from Wise Wealth. Stephen, how are you this morning? I'm doing great, Eric. How are you? Outstanding. It is summertime, great. full swing. It is beautiful out uh, most days, and uh, it's Absolutely. nice to be outside. Right. It's amazing what the what the sun does for us. It does wonders. That's right. <laughs> That's Vitamin D sure. and all that good stuff. And yes. Getting back into the water and things. Uh, yeah, it's just yes. it's lovely. <laughs> That's all I can say. Great. <laughs> all right. What are we talking about today, Stephen? Well, today I want to talk about uh, some of the risk that we introduced in the last show. I, mean, That's I know right. we spent the last episode talking about all the risks that people face going into retirement. And then over the next couple of uh, podcasts, I want to talk about, you know, going into details on some of the risks. And so really the next three podcasts will be about, you know, tonight will be about uh, not letting your portfolio take a hit, which stands for healthcare, inflation and taxes. Mm. And then the next couple episodes, we'll talk about some of the other risks that we introduced last week. But today, I want to talk about don't let your portfolio take a hit. I like the acronym. That works well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, it sounds like something you don't want to have happen to you, right? <laughs> yeah. No one wants to get hit. And so. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's why we use it. Sounds painful. And uh, these risks could certainly be painful. That's why I want to make sure we address what these are. All right. Fantastic. So the H stands for healthcare. What? How are we taking hits with healthcare? Okay, so yes, H stands for healthcare costs. So when someone goes into retirement, obviously, uh, you can have a great plan. And so we want everyone to start their retirement years with a plan. And a plan basically just means what we talked about again a couple weeks ago, and that is it's written down, it covers all the risk, you know, it's based on your goals, um, it's based on principles, and it has three buckets. And so you could have a great plan. You could say, I'm going to retire in this year, we're going to have this much income coming in. Here's how much you know of our assets we've allocated towards growth. Here's how much of our assets we've allocated toward income. And plans can start out great, but then we all know that life changes. Things happen. Sometimes, you know, you know, we cause these things to happen. Sometimes things happen to us. Mm-hmm. And then especially going into retirement, we can all pretty much count on at some point in time these three risks that we're going to talk about today are going to happen to us. So we have to make sure we're ready to address these. And the first one definitely to be aware of going into retirement is healthcare cost. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize how much, you know, they're going to spend. We're always worried about it, you know, pre age 65, you know, anybody that retires before age 65, it really is one of the primary considerations as to whether or not you should retire, retire quote unquote early is because if you retire before age 65, there's a massive expense, you know, I mean, for healthcare costs. Mm-hmm. But at least at age 65, people can go on Medicare and then have some of those costs controlled. But so let's talk about, you know, healthcare costs, what someone can expect in retirement. So even when someone is on Medicare, which happens at age 65, even though Part A is, you know, covered by every, for everybody, um, everybody has a Part B premium. 
Um, you know, most people have Part D, which is your prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has a Part B deductible. You know that that everyone has to pay out of pocket every year before uh, you know the healthcare cost expenses will be paid for. People have co-pays a lot of times for prescriptions, and then a lot of people buy a a supplement plan. It's called Plan G, but it may be a Medicare Advantage or a Medicare supplement plan to go along with Part B of Medicare. And so when we look at these averages, the average annual Medicare cost per person in retirement is about $5,354. Wow. So if you think about that just for a minute, so if you're a single person, uh, that might be around $450 a month on average. Hmm. And then for a married couple, $900 a month. Wow. So think about that just for a minute. So, you know, when I talk to you about, you know, how much income do you need in retirement, a lot of people look at you with like a deer in the headlights. They, they don't know what to budget for in retirement. And one of the biggest unknowns is what it's going to cost for healthcare. So we always tell our clients, and sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, depending on their health, depending on, you know, how much prescriptions they take. But a good, you know, general rule of thumb, if you don't know, is we go by the average. And if you're a married couple, uh, then we're going to recommend that you put $900 a month in your budget just to cover healthcare costs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so you, so if you take that number, that's about you know ten thousand eight hundred a year, and that's why Fidelity Retiree Benefits did a study on what it costs for healthcare in retirement, and they say that for the average couple age sixty five, this was in two thousand nineteen, they may need approximately two hundred and eighty five thousand dollars saved mm. after tax to cover healthcare expenses in retirement. And if you think about it, if it costs the average couple $10,000 a year, and if they live 28 years in retirement, that's where that number comes from. So people just need to realize you know, they're going to spend a lot of money still just on healthcare costs, even after they retire. Yeah. And that study was done so in 2019. And that means, right. that means in 10 years, what is that number going to be? You know, and, and I'm right. 46 years old, so I've got about 20 years before retirement. What's that number right. going to be in 20 years? Oh, that's a little exactly. scary. Yep, yep, very true. And then uh, the one of the really scary things about that is is that that estimate of $285,000 per couple that they're going to spend on healthcare costs in retirement does not include long-term care. Mm. So we're not even talking about a potential massive expense out here for long. We're talking about only the cost for healthcare, you know, Medicare, you know, insurance in retirement. So that's yeah. a big deal. So you got to go into it knowing, hey, it's going to cost us, uh, you know, nine hundred a month. Make sure that's in the budget, and then, like you just said, you know, those costs are continually to increase, and especially for people in retirement. You know, one of the biggest inflation areas in retirement for seniors is the cost of healthcare. It goes up greater than the normal cost of inflation a lot of years, mm-hmm. and we've seen in the past. You know, supposedly Social Security has a cost of living adjustment on it every year. Uh, and typically it does, but a lot of times we've seen where uh, the increase in Social Security benefits is far less than what the increase was in your, you know, healthcare cost. And so, you know, sometimes people's Social Security payment goes down in retirement just by a little bit because Social Security had an increase, but it wasn't enough to cover the increase in what it costs for the healthcare. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So you got to watch out for that. So that's a big one. Healthcare cost in retirement. It just needs to be something people are aware of uh, to make sure they're budgeting properly, especially from the beginning. It's not like you have to have $285,000 set aside uh, to make sure you cover it. You just have to know that that's what you're going to end up spending if you average, you know, let's say $10,000 a year per couple and you live the average length of time in retirement. 
Wow. So that's a big one. And, and included with that, you know, since we're talking about not taking a hit, HS Healthcare, another one that's related, but it's is is separate, and that is long-term care. Mm. I don't know if you realize this, but someone turning age 65 today has almost a 70% chance of needing some type of long-term care services and support in their remaining years. Wow. And so a lot of people, I think a lot of people, long-term care scares them because there's a, there's a massive expense. So as a certified financial planner, as a retirement planner, I look at this and I know that one of the largest financial risk that every single person has going into retirement is long-term care. You know, most of your life, you've covered all these big risks. If you have a mortgage on your house, you have homeowner's insurance, you have auto insurance, and then you've never needed this type of insurance before, but there, the risk for long-term care is that if you ever needed to go to assisted living or a nursing home, mm-hmm. uh, the ex- it, it, they're so expensive um, that, you know, it, the average cost in America, and again, this I'm going to use a broad range, the average cost is around, you know, $5,000 a month if someone needs long-term care assistance. Mm-hmm. And I want to be clear, you know what I mean? Long-term care is different from healthcare in in a couple of regards. Number one, if someone has, you know, dementia or Alzheimer's, you know, typically the care that they're going to need is a long-term care situation. It's no longer healthcare related. Mm -hmm. And it's important for people to understand that because Medicare will cover it if it's for healthcare, but Medicare is not going to cover it if it's for long-term care. Yeah, yeah. And that's where they draw the line. They say, hold on here. This is not, this is no longer, you know, health related. This is cognitive related. And therefore it's not a medical issue. It's a cognitive issue. It's a care issue. So therefore we're not going to pay for it. I don't know about you, but uh, I don't know if, I don't think Medicare wants to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you what, Stephen, you you said on average, as far as long-term care, and I know that they're a, a little bit separate, but, um, you said average five thousand dollars a month for somebody that's mm-hmm. going to need long term care, but when you when you're stepping into this arena when it comes to dementia or Alzheimer's, my aunt was in a very small town in Minnesota, mm-hmm. and the facility that she was at was around fifty five hundred dollars per month. And I know that Amazing. one of the folks that I was talking to just a just last week, he's in the Boston area, and mm-hmm. their facility is there for somebody to be in for Alzheimer's or dementia. That's fifteen thousand dollars per month unbelievable so right, i mean exactly. obviously major cities are going to be more expensive and but but even small yep. town middle america five thousand fifty five hundred dollars a month for that kind of care that's mm-hmm. that's astronomical it is astronomical yeah I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's just an average and if you want a you know semi-private room or a private room a yeah. lot of times it's going to be even more than that and wow. so what triggers, you know, a long-term care, you know, diagnosis, and that is Alzheimer's or dementia, but also there's these things called activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. And there are six of them, you know, like eating, bathing, transferring from one room to another, uh, you know, using the restroom, those kinds of, there's six of these. When someone cannot perform two out of the six, Typically, Medicare is going to say, nope, that's not healthcare anymore. That's long-term care, and they're not paying for it anymore. And so who pays for that care? That's really the question everyone has to ask. You pay for that care unless you buy insurance for it. And how much does that care cost? You just mentioned it. If you live in Boston, it's going to be a lot more than maybe if you live in, you know, Iowa. But Mm -hmm. uh, even in Iowa and Minnesota, it's getting more expensive as well. So if you just look at even what, you know, I I said earlier, and that is $5,000 a month, the average 
you know, length of time in a nursing home or assisted care facility is around, and again, this is average. Some people stay much longer. Some people are only there for a few months, but the average is about 2.8 years. Wow. So I want everyone to have a grasp, you know, from my financial risk standpoint. This is what I want everybody to understand. If the average is 5000 a month for care and the average length of stay is, let's say, three years, if you take 5000 a month for a year, that's $60,000 times three years is $180,000. Yeah. So the financial risk for every single person when they go into retirement is 180000 So if you're a married couple... The financial risk that's out there is a $360,000 risk. And so nobody knows if it's going to happen to them or not. You know what I mean? We don't know. But the Mm -hmm. reality is it is something that is a potential. And just like any other potential risk, you have to plan for it. You can't just say it's not going to happen. Yeah. And it's one of these things. You know, know, are you going to get into a car accident? Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully not. But you buy auto insurance because you don't know. Yeah. You buy homeowner's insurance because you don't know if the house is going to burn down. There's going to be an issue. So long-term care is one of these things. So there's really only a few ways to potentially address long-term care. And I always tell my clients, it doesn't matter which one of these you choose. You do have to choose one. You can't just say it's not going to happen to me. So since there is this massive financial risk, and as far as I'm concerned, it's the largest financial risk out there, you might as well figure out how you're going to deal with it. So there's really four ways to deal with it. One way is you could say, I'm going to self-fund. I'm going to make sure I've got $180,000 per person. We're going to set aside $360,000 in an account. We're not going to touch it. We're going to make sure it grows and you know matches you know with the inflation rate for long-term care, which is also very high, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's one way to do it. I think there are more you know efficient ways to do it, less expensive ways to do it, but that is a method. We're just going to self-insure. Another way to do it is to say you know hey my I, my daughter who's a nurse or whatever I'm gonna my family and friends are gonna take care of me and. There was a time in American history where that's what would happen. You know, most people were taken care of in their own home by their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when my grandfather, you know, uh, was getting elderly and needed care, you know, he moved into our house and my mom took care of him. And so there were there was there was generations where that was happening. But I think in, in, in current generations for baby boomers, a couple of things have happened. You know, one is now kids are working. They're not staying at home, and so they can't take care of their aging parents, Mm -hmm. potentially. Another thing is people have spread out. You know, before people used to live maybe in the same town, they could look after one another, but now kids are all spread out. And so it's becoming more difficult to use the, you know, the family and friends program. Yeah. You know? And then there is, you know, Medicaid. Medicaid just means, you know, that you have to spend down your own assets. The way the, so the way long-term care works is you pay out of pocket. If you don't have insurance, you're paying out of pocket until you run out of money. And every state is different. They have their limits. But, you know, we'll just say about $5,000. When you only have $5,000 left to your name, then Medicaid will pay for it. Uh, But when Medicaid pays for it, you have to have no money left. And then they're also going to choose, obviously, where you get the care, the choice of care, those kinds of things. So, But that is a way. If you can't get insurance or if you, you stay long enough and you run out of money, eventually, you know, Medicaid would pay for it. And then, you know, finally, the other way is just to buy long term care insurance. Um, you can buy a traditional long-term care insurance policy where you pay premiums that would cover if you ever go to long-term care. Or there's these hybrid policies now these days, which I really like, which is a life insurance policy that pays out for long-term care. I like those kind of policies simply because there is no such thing as a wasted premium. You buy a life insurance policy and you're paying premiums, premiums every year, but you know that that money is going to come back to your household 
either to you because you're in a long-term care facility or to your family because you passed away. Either way, you cannot lose, you know, the benefit of that policy. So those are really the four ways. Nice. All right. You have to self-fund. You have to say, I'm going to spend my money down and go to Medicaid. Someone's going to take care of me, my family, or I'm going to buy insurance. So we, we really want our clients to make that choice. Don't say it's not going to happen. Let's have a plan going into it. Here's what we're going to do. And if you can afford to have the life insurance or long-term care, add it to your budget. That's the best way to do it. I, I've, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, the people that already that have insurance to cover long-term care, it is a massive peace of mind. Eric, you and I have talked over and over on these podcasts about the, the value of peace of mind mm-hmm. in retirement. And one of the big ones is knowing that we have insurance to cover a potential long-term care stay. We don't have to ever worry about that. If that happens, it's covered. We don't have to worry about our, you know, the kids' inheritance going to pay for long-term care bills and all these kinds of things. It's a huge relief. Yeah, and and I I can't stop thinking about the statistic that you brought up, and so I, I want to, <laughs> since it's on my mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it to the audience as well. Think about you and your spouse going out to eat with another couple. The four of you go out and just have a great meal. Look around that table. According to the statistics, you brought up seventy percent. Mm-hmm. Basically, three out of the four people at that table will need long-term care. That's, yes, it's that's unbelievable. Scary. Yeah, that's, that's, that is very yeah. scary. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, exactly. It's scary from the health standpoint, but also, like you said, yeah, from a financial standpoint. And so it's important to deal with it head-on and uh, figure out the best way to cover it. Yeah. And like I, I said, there is no wrong answer. You just have to have any answer. You have to figure out what are we going to do if this happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, the next one, so we don't want to take a hit. Hit is health care, and I include long-term care in that. So go into retirement knowing what, how you're going to, you know, make sure you cover your health care bills, but then also how you're going to cover a potential long-term care stay. The next way to potentially get you know, whacked, you know, in retirement uh, is with inflation. And so, you know, obviously we know that the price of goods go up. And so even, even with a modest, you know, 2.5% inflation rate, it means that costs, you know, could double in about 28 years. Hmm. And so, you know, I like that statistic only because that's, that's you know, because of longevity, people living longer, that's about, you know, the time that someone's probably going to live in retirement. You know, if you retire at age 65 and you're still alive at 93, I mean, there's 28 years. So this is a very real possibility. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean in real life? What that means in real life is if you retired today and you said, you know, I've got a fixed income, and we're living on $5,000 a month, and all of our bills are paid, and this is great. The issue is is that by the time you get later in your retirement, that $5,000 is only going to feel like about $2,500 in today's dollars. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's only going to be able to buy half as much, and so we have to know going to retirement, okay, if you start with, hey, I need $5,000 a month in retirement, by the time, you know, as retirement goes on, that's going to need to increase to about $10,000 a month just to maintain your purchasing power. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's, you, oh, know, yeah. you really have to keep that in track in retirement and say, hey, okay, how are we going to deal with this as, you know, eggs and milk? And, you know, all of us can see, you know, what the what the movie tickets used to be 20 years ago and those kinds of things and gasoline and everything else. That's what's going to happen to you in retirement. So it's just one of those things that you have to have a plan for. Make sure, hey, as, as the cost of goods go up, how, how am I going to make sure that my income keeps up with inflation? 
Yeah, that's and that that's not fun to think about. Um, I, I love the fact that you brought up the movie ticket thing because yeah. I was just thinking about that the other day. My daughter was over. My my wife, daughter, and I wanted to watch a movie, and and I've got a nice. I'm a geek. I'll be honest. So I've got mm-hmm. a nice sound system. I've got a nice surround sound system. I've got a, a decent not sized surprised. TV. And, you know, yeah. And I, I just, I love electronics. And so I yes. built my own little theater in my den kind of thing. And right. I was looking at the movies and when we, we purchased one. Now, I don't usually watch movies more than once, but I thought, okay, right. this movie's fourteen ninety nine in high definition. That's fine. Right. I'll purchase that. But, you know, five years ago, I've been yep. like, no way. I'm never going to watch that movie again. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I watch it again or not. It's better than $35 or $40 in tickets. You know, to go right, to the movies and exactly. see it one time there, and and yep. anyway, yeah. So no, you're I've done those right. same. Uh, <laughs> I've made those same <laughs> rational, uh, you know, rationales for uh, for doing those same things at home too. Yeah, absolutely. and you talk about inflation rates. Uh, the price of popcorn definitely at the movie theater and Coke uh, <laughs> definitely has gone up. Yeah, I yeah, think more than the ticket prices. No pun intended, but so, it's yeah. exploded, right? I mean, the, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> exactly popping. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, you got to watch out for inflation. And, uh, you know, especially though, you know, there's a consumer price index for urban consumers, for wage earners. They actually, uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics came out with a new um, measure for inflation for seniors. And the reason they did is because for seniors, there's two areas where the rate of inflation is higher than for normal average consumers or wage earners. And that is in the area of housing and what we talked about earlier healthcare cost. And so, you know, for seniors, yeah, we have to deal with regular inflation, the price of movie tickets and eggs and milk, but also the fact that, you know, because of long-term care stays, housing costs, the medical costs goes up higher. So definitely something to be aware of as you go into retirement, make sure we've got a plan for that. In our approach, obviously, you know, we haven't, you know, gone into detail yet. We've kind of teased it, but we have a three bucket approach. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to deal with inflation is in our growth bucket. We want to make sure that we have money that's growing, that's beating inflation. And so that way, over time, if we need more income, we can take money out of the growth bucket and put it into the income bucket to keep up with inflation. So I know we'll talk about more about that later. Yeah. And then there are, you know, again, you, you talk about all this stuff, you know, <laughs> it hurts to think about. And that's why we want to deal with these things, because, you know, it, it's like losing weight. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it hurts when you start the process. You look in the mirror, you see where you are and you see all the work that needs to get done. Uh, but when you start doing it and you and you lose the weight and you feel good and healthy, it, it's always worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Same same thing with this. We have to look at this and say, yes, who wants to talk about the potential of healthcare costs and long-term care, inflation, and then this one, taxes. Oh, T boy. stands for taxes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of these really hurt to think about, but we really need to because then if you're going into it eyes wide open, knowing what the point is not to scare anybody the point is not to say oh man look at all these things that could happen and i should live a fearful life no the point of all this is to say these are the potential things that could happen how am i going to address this how am i going to plan for these things and so as a financial planner we want to look at and say okay if you know inflation goes up if taxes go up here's the money we're going to use to cover that here's how we're going to handle that and again, it's all about knowing the risk, but then also having a plan to deal with it so it doesn't lead to fear or anxiety. That's not the point. So when it comes to taxes, you know, don't let your portfolio take a hit. Healthcare, inflation, taxes, obviously the thing that concerns us as financial planners is the fact that, you know, historically in the United States of America, you know, the top marginal tax rates are very low historically, mm-hmm. which is great. 
you know, we love that, you know what I mean? But the reality of the matter is, is that there is a, you know, it, it, it would not be the first time in American history if the tax rates were to double from where they are right now. Um, it certainly has been there before, and even more than that. It's been way up there in the past. And so we just have to go into retirement saying, okay, we live in a historically low tax rate environment. Is that likely to continue for the next 30 years? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we all believe that that is unlikely to continue for 30 years, you can't just go into retirement saying, I've got a stagnant tax rate. It's never going to go up. You have to say, what would we do if that happens? So that that's a potential risk. Obviously, there there's a website that, you know, geeks like you probably look at, Eric, and, uh, and, and guys <laughs> like me, and that is... It's called usdebtclock.org. Oh yes. And this thing, man, the numbers are flying, and it always shows us what the you know the the deficit, the annual deficit is every year. The U.S. national debt, which is now you know over twenty something trillion dollars, I mean, just massive and, and continuing to grow. Um, so we have to look at that and say, you know, what are we going to do about this debt in America? And obviously, one of the tools they have is to reduce you know spending which is not one of the levers they, they normally like to pick in, in Washington, D.C. The other lever they can pick is increase income. And when they increase income, that means raising taxes. And mm-hmm. so we believe, uh, as a financial planner, I have to believe that at some point in time, they're going to have to, they're going to do something about the debt. They're going to have to do something about the shortfall to Social Security. And so one of the things they can do certainly is raise taxes. And I think it's, it's a very high potential that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's a concern. You know, really, because the majority of Americans, the majority of our money that we have saved for retirement is in these qualified accounts, these tax deferred accounts. We've never paid tax on this money. It's been great. It's been growing tax deferred. But the reality is, is that if you have a traditional 401k or traditional IRA, 100% of the balance of that 401k or IRA is taxable. Mm-hmm. You know, as you take the money out. And so it's something to be aware of. You know what I mean? Again, I hate this talk like this because I'm not trying to scare people, but the government knows it. The IRS knows it. There's trillions of dollars sitting in people's 401ks and IRAs that's never been taxed. So it is an unsourced, you know, uh, asset that the government could use and they get to pick. The, the sad thing is, in reality, they get to choose by, by voting, you know, how much of the, that 401k or IRA they can take. And they do that by choosing the tax rate on those distributions mm-hmm. yep yep so you just have to watch out for that you know what happens if taxes go up during the course of retirement so let's let's say you know people are healthy and let's say the you know, I, I wouldn't say the average is 30 years in retirement but that's a very high likelihood for someone retiring at 65 or someone's gonna be alive at 95 so you live at 30 years in retirement you have a plan when you start and that's a great way to do it. Here's how we're going to, you know what I mean? Here's our, here's, we're going to get the income stream and these kinds of things. And then you have to make sure that as time goes on in retirement, you're living and you're 75 and 85 and, and 90, how are you going to handle if healthcare costs rise, or if there's a long-term care stay, how are you going to handle inflation and how are you going to handle if tax rates increase? Everybody has to see it. Everyone has to know it. You have to have a plan to deal with it. Yeah, absolutely. Steven, I know we're running low on time today for this podcast. What are your final thoughts for not taking a hit? Yes, you know, the main thing is to have a plan. And so you have to look at it, you know that it's out there, and then you you deal with it. The best thing you can do with any risk is deal with it. So then, then you're not worried about it anymore. That's the whole point. It's to get to the point where you're not worried about it, making yeah. sure that even before you retire, 
that you know you can in that you can retire knowing how you would handle each one of these. It's all about identifying the risk, and in this case, talking about not taking a hit, and then it's about making sure you, you know uh, both spouses if you're married or one of you if you're single, you know, how are we addressing which of my investments are, are, are invested in such a way so that if healthcare costs go up or inflation increases or taxes go up, how we're going to deal with that. So it all comes down to identifying the risk, but then also having a plan to deal with it. And certainly, you know, that's what we do for people, help people identify it, but then also uh, make sure they, you know, they have a plan to, to handle those risks so it doesn't hit them from behind or, you know yeah. what I mean, or come out of nowhere, we're ready for it. Yeah, I mean, there should be no surprises. And, and you said it earlier, right. this isn't about instilling fear in people or making people afraid of what's going to happen in retirement. This is all about education and just making sure that people understand that using the ostrich right. approach is just not healthy yep. and not not, uh, not a good exactly idea. Right. And so if people yep. are listening to this saying, you know what, and I really, you know, I thought about a couple of those things. I thought about long-term care before, but I really didn't take inflation in consideration. Mm -hmm. And now with COVID-19 and the pandemic and everything, mm -hmm. I know how much money went into, you know, for stimulus. So obviously we're right. going to try to recoup that through taxes. I need to talk to somebody. And, and Stephen, you sound like a great guy to talk to. How do they get a hold of you if they want to reach out? I appreciate that, Eric. Yeah, they can uh, simply go to our website, which is wisewealth.com, www.wisewealth.com. There is a contact us page. Someone could fill out a form on there, and uh, we would get back to them and start the process that we, you know, we typically take our clients through. And, and I appreciate you saying that. And the one thing that I would just say to people in general, one more thing, is that this is the issue I really have with traditional financial advice, and that is most people, all they deal is with risk tolerance and asset allocation. Mm -hmm. There's more to retirement planning than just making sure you have a diversified portfolio and, and a risk tolerance you know, profile. It's, it's, it's about dealing with these other things that are potential in retirement. And so our firm is entirely built on, you know, helping people plan for retirement before they retire, when they retire, and after retirement. And so they can go to wisewealth.com or they can call us at 816-246-WISE, 816-246-9473. Perfect. Stephen, thank you so much for your time today. Absolutely, Eric. Really enjoyed it. Yep. And the last thank you always goes to you, audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Simplify Your Retirement Podcast with Stephen Strickland. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Stephen comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Wise Wealth, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Simplify Your Retirement Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Wise Wealth LLC or Simplify Your Retirement. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of a financial advisor or other qualified financial professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.